You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can follow along with the notes for this message and get better connected with our church by visiting church2911.com connect. Now, here's Pastor Rick or another member of our team with this week's message. Okay, somebody tell me, what is the most awesome, not last year, not two or three years ago, but think back a little bit, what was the most awesome Christmas gift you ever got? Anybody? Anybody? A BB gun. Absolutely. Wish we had one of those today. Yeah, up here. Got a few little Christmas gifts right here. Anybody else? Come on. What'd you get? A piano. A real one? A full one? Wow, that's an awesome thing. Yeah. Anybody else? Anybody else? A, a go-kart. Yeah. Did you bring it today? Did you? No, we can't. We can't all drive the go-kart. Anybody else? Okay. We're going to talk about that's what the sermon series is about. It's what you really got for Christmas. I mean, we think about a lot of those things. A lot of those, anybody have some of those things that were in the video? Anybody have some? Yeah, y'all had some of those? Yeah. Y'all don't still have them, do you? Any of those things? Okay, so we're going to talk about that. And because uh, I, I want you to really think about what you really got for Christmas. Okay? Um, but I also want, want to throw this at you. What, you ever think, what did Christ get? What did Jesus get for Christmas? What did he get? Now, we know he did get something from those wise men, right? Well, that's, that's kind of what we're going to talk a little bit about, set all this up uh, this morning, okay? So, and we'll get back to the wise men in just a moment. But first of all, what I want to do is I want to, I want to, um, I want to give a gift to somebody this morning. Would that be a good idea, to give a gift to somebody this morning? Are you guys good with that? Okay. So, um, uh, uh, let's see, Christian, Christian, how about... Picking out somebody to send up here to, to open this gift and receive a gift this morning. Andrew Neal. Andrew Neal. Andrew. Is Andrew in the bit? There's Andrew. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Andrew. Come on, Andrew. We're, we're going to let Andrew have a gift. And, and I, told, I told Lexi she might want to warn you, first-time attenders, we don't normally do this, okay? We don't always give out gifts every so. So I'm going to, no, you know what? I got something different for Andrew. All right, Andrew. It's bigger. Yeah, it's bigger. May not be better, but it's bigger. Go ahead and open it. Go ahead and open it. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Now, what I really wanted to do is, is if you open a present on stage here, then you kind of tell me, kind of explain to me what it is. But I think there's a better way for us to figure out what a hula hoop is. <laughs> than for Andrew to tell us. What about it, Andrew? You think you can... Uh, all right, come on. <laughs> Woo! Ooh, yeah! <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome, awesome. Good job, good job. All right, this is yours, but can I borrow it just a minute? Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Okay, I appreciate that. Okay, so the, the whole point of this thing, right, I mean, how do you get this going is, right, is you got to get it revolving around you. I mean, it's a it, you know, perfect metaphor, right, for self-centeredness. It all revolves around me. You know, all, everything just right in here, right? Okay, so let's go, let's go to those wise men for just a moment, okay? And we'll, we'll kind of come back to that thought. Those wise men, um, you, you probably have heard, heard of this before, but Matthew chapter 2, 
verse 1, just the first part of verse 2. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? Okay, so now imagine these guys. They're wise men. Uh, in those days, in, in the times, in places where they lived, if you think about what their life was like, these were guys who spent all their time studying, researching, learning, you know, digging in. I don't know how they got it, but they, they, they had the manuscripts from, from what you and I call the Old Testament. Uh, specifically, I, we know they probably had the book of Isaiah because of all the, of all the, uh, the, the prophecies that were written in Isaiah about Jesus coming. And so they had all these things, and so they just spent all their time sitting around learning and studying and, and, and researching. But at some point, they began to realize that there's got to be more outside of this circle than there is right here. That it can't just be about, you know, let, let me just get all the information and all the stuff and all the things and let me just get it all into me. They began realizing it because, because what they, I mean, you've heard of think tanks, right? Think tanks, I mean, where people are just, I mean, they're, they're paid to come and, and just get ideas and study and, 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 and try to help make the world better. But these guys, they had to get out of their circle. They couldn't, they couldn't just stay in the circle. They, they decided there had to be something else outside the circle. And here's the challenge for you and me today also, is we need to get out of this circle. It's, you know, because the, the, focus, is, the focus is about how do I take care of me. I mean, that's, that's why, you know, I think uh, the Bible talks about in the last days, men's heart will be failing them for fear or worry, anxieties and things. Man, we, we see that today. Why? Because we've got to get more stuff in here i got to take care of what's inside of here. But look at this. If this, is, if this is me, if this is who I am, imagine, think about how small, infinitesimally small, this little circle, this little sphere is compared to this world. How small this is. And, and really, I'm supposed to live for just what's in this circle or what I can get in this circle, what I can pour inside of me? What I can gather to me, is, is, that, is that really what it's supposed to be about? Because I'll tell you this, your long-term fulfillment and joy is proportionally, I, I guess say inverse, to the amount of stuff, the self-centeredness you have in your life. That the more, the more you focus on what's in here, the less fulfillment and joy you're going to really have in your life. Now, uh, Barry York said it a little differently. He, he said it's just like a math equation. He, should, he said as sure as a math formula, as the X of selfishness increases, the Y of soul diminishes. We lose really who we are and what we were supposed to be when we, when we begin to focus just completely on ourselves. So you know what? I definitely can't keep this right because I gave it away. So uh, Andrew, don't forget your toy when you go home, okay? All right, so let's, uh, let's pick somebody else. Uh, Rogina, how about, Rogina, pick somebody for me. Send me somebody to the stage. Randy Teeter, where you at, Randy? Come on, buddy. Come. Oh, Randy's going to send Brittany, going to send his, his daughter-in-law here. Okay, but that, that'll, that'll be all right, okay? Hey, let me, let me there is no hula hoop, okay? <laughs> all right. Don't, don't, want to, don't want to worry you a little too much. I'm going to move this back center stage now. We won't need all that room. So here's your gift. All I need you to do is open it and explain it to us, if you will, just a little bit. 
And uh, can I grab uh, number two? Monopoly. So, you ever played Monopoly? Yes, I'm awful at it. <laughs> uh, can we play a quick game right now? No. No, why? No. Well, if you don't care if you win, you can. But if you <laughs> like, really want to win like my dad, it takes about four or five hours. Okay, and how do you win? What's, what's the whole point of the game? You have to get all the estates. Okay, you have to get places. all the estates. Okay, all right. So, anybody else ever played this game? She got it figured out. Is that the way? You, is that the way it goes? Okay. Thank, thank you, Brittany. That was it. No, this is yours. And don't give it to Randy, because he sent you up here for it, right? <laughs> okay. So, so um, that sounds like a lesson in materialism. Yep. Right. Right. He who has the most wins. And isn't that isn't that the way a, a lot of the world focus is focused right now? Is uh, whoever has the most wins. We got to get the most, and it's it's just like that hula hoop. Got to get it all in. Here. Right? And the more I get, the more I receive, the more I get, you know, the, then the closer I get to winning. That that's what life, is that really what life is about? Okay, let's go back to those wise men, okay? Same kind of thought right here because this is, this is verse 11, way on down. Same kind of thought here. When they finally get to Jesus, okay, they entered the house and they see the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. All right, now, Sometimes, okay, we, we, we read these stories, we see these examples, and, and we put it in a context that we understand kind of like, you know, the way you and I live. And so, you know, when you see they entered the house, you know, if you're not careful, you know, you're seeing your nice little fireplace and, you know, the rocking chairs and the lounge chairs and all that. And that's not what the house was like. You know, or, or that they, they entered the house and they found them there and, and that maybe he was laying in his nice little crib. He didn't probably have a nice little crib like you and I think of. They didn't have those kinds of stuff. As a matter of fact, in that time, Israel was shrouded in darkness. I mean, it was, it was dark spiritually. It was dark politically. I mean, the future held no hope. I mean, they, they had nothing but worry and fear about the future. There was really, it was really a time of, of no peace. Uh, the Romans had invaded, and the Romans basically ran Palestine, uh, Palestine and, and uh, they, they ran this just like they were running things in uh, all, of their, uh, all of the Roman Empire during that time. And so when, imagine that, I mean, just think of the, dark, the darkest you can dark, think of, the darkest dark you can think of. Think of, the, think of the anxiety and the fear and the worry. Some of you are not having to think too hard, are you? You see, because this, is, this really is a, a joyous time, Christmas and Thanksgiving and all of that, but not for people who are really struggling or, or if you had a, had a loss this year, lost a loved one in death. You know, it's, it's, it can easily become a dark time. Some of, you, some of you, it's not a good, maybe if you don't have enough, maybe you don't have an abundance, maybe you couldn't afford to, to buy a gift and bring and give away to somebody that you'll never meet. And so it's not very hard for you to imagine a dark place. But when these shepherds came into this dark place and brought their gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh, it was like a little bit of light. It sounded like a lot of light to me, right? But just a little bit of light into that darkness. Think about the, the darkness of, of Mary and Joseph and beginning a new, new family and trying to raise this family. 
And think about the, the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh that they could, they could use, or they could sell, and they could be able to take care of their family and other kids that would be coming along. I mean, there was some light in the darkness. And perhaps this is the message you and I should really get about Christmas. Is where can I shine a little bit of light? In whose life is there so much darkness today, yet I've got just a little bit of extra light? And it's not just about the stuff. But it's about the time, about, about the emotion, about just the connection, about the, uh, speaking to somebody, a moment, or, or, or just taking the time to stop and, and to smile. Whose, whose life can I shine a little bit of light into to dispel some of the darkness? Perhaps, perhaps, that's the real message of Christmas. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's not even more about the shepherds. Maybe it is more about these wise men that they had it figured out, that we're called to bring light into this darkness, okay? Um, so let's give away another gift. Uh, let's see, um, let's see, Caleb, Caleb, send me somebody. Cassidy Chipman. All right, Cassidy. Man, I wish I'd have saved the hula hoop. <laughs> All right. All right, you think you can open this and then maybe explain it to us, describe it? See if you know what it is first, right? You know what that is? Magic eight ball. Okay, so can you help us figure it out? How does this thing work? You ask it a question, and then you shake it, and then it'll give you an answer. So is it doing that now? It says cannot predict now. Oh, it can't predict if it can <laughs> give me an answer. Okay. So, so try it. Show, show it. Ask a question, you know, whatever. Show, show us how this thing works. Is my mom going to buy me a new pair of shoes today? <laughs> Outlook not so good. <laughs> Man, what a who dreamed this up as a Christmas gift, right? Uh, you want to try another one? As I see it, yes. As I see it, yes. Okay. Thank you, Cassie. You can take that with you. All right. As I see it, yes. Okay, thank you. So, so that thing right there, how many of y'all really believe because that said yes, y'all going to get out of service on time? <laughs> yeah. How many of y'all really believe her mom's not going to buy her a pair of shoes today? I don't know if they got a plan, a trip. Her mom believes that she's not. How many, how many of y'all going to ask Beverly next Sunday if she bought her daughter a pair of shoes? You know, it's like, it's like now it's kind of the gauntlet's been, th- I got to, I got to prove that thing is wrong. We all know that, you know, that's random. That's just randomness. You know, okay, there's my example for randomness and chaos. There are no right or wrong answers. You know, whatever comes up is okay. I'm sorry. I'm using two mics now. Probably really messing with David back there. Um. Uh, maybe I'll preach it faster if I use two mics right now. That doesn't happen. Uh, no right or wrong answers, right? That there's no point to life. You know, when, when 
I mean, if, if a little toy can answer our questions like that, then at what point is there to life? Back to the wise men, okay? Matthew 2, this is the end of that verse that I read a little bit of a few moments ago. They're talking, they're talking to the people, they're talking to the king in a little bit, they're talking to the people, and they said, they said, where's he that's born king of the Jews? We saw his stars that rose, and we have come to worship him. How many of y'all have ever seen a star? Man, y'all, y'all think this is a trick question, right? Y'all, I'm going to make you a hula hoop or something. We've all seen stars, right? Have you ever seen a star? And thought, Whoa, what? That, that's a sign from God. You know what? We have such a secularism ingrained in us, it seems like, these days, that we can't even dream anymore, right? I mean, that we, we don't see the signs from God anymore. You know, it's like we see something, so that's beautiful. Eh, I would, probably wouldn't God. Don't, don't, don't people kind of say that a little bit? But these, these guys, now these are wise men, remember? Didn't say they were in fruitcakes. Didn't say they were out, out in left field. Didn't say they were out on a limb. Didn't say they, were, they, they needed to be put away somewhere. These were considered wise men. And what did they say? We saw a star, and we knew this star was a sign from God that the king of the Jews had been born. Wow, what, what am I, you know what they're saying? They're saying there's no randomness. There is a greater being that is in charge of this thing. That the more they studied and the more they, they brought into themselves, it, it didn't make them become more. It made them realize, wait a minute. This universe is so much bigger than me. It's bigger than my little sphere, my little circle. So much bigger than me. There is so much more going on here. And somebody put that star there. And this, there's something different about that star. And, you know, sometimes you just got to be, be able to, to see beyond, you know, just the, the mundane and the secular and say, wait a minute, is God not at work here at all? Just believe. Believe it. You know, I, I appreciate what Jamie was talking about a little earlier when, when she was talking about the mundane and how sometimes we, we don't give that to God because we consider it beneath Him or something or like that's unimportant. Because I, had, I got a little quick story I want to share with you right here. And, and I think some of y'all, again, are going to think, Pastor's crazy. He, he's, he's off his nut. Or, you know, he's, he's, he's gone loony again. You know, one of those weirdo things. Yeah, this is a weirdo thing, okay? You see, I've got, I, I don't know if you know, I've got a 1994 Isuzu Trooper. Five-speed, in-the-floor stick, four-wheel drive, okay? Just real four-wheel drive, real five-speed. You know, manual transmission. You know, got a clutch, you know, and all that, right? You know, uh, I know all of you can't drive that, right? But it's an awesome car. I, I've, I've made some of my grandkids believe it is the most awesome car ever to be built in the whole world, okay? And so we, we've, we've been a, able to take it out and some mud riding and everything, you know. And so they kind of believe it's the most... I'm, I'm starting to have some problems with it, okay? It's a 25-year-old car, so I'm having some problems with it. A problem I had here recently was the... Um, I don't know exactly what happened, but the, the power window went down, will not come back up. Brother Jerry... Uh, came over, tried to help me, couldn't, we couldn't fix it, so that I, I think the motor's just gone completely out. little commercial there for Brother Jerry and his, uh, his on-the-road mechanic work, okay? Uh, and he came out, tried to help me out, said, nothing we can do, we're just going to have to prop the window up, okay? So I, I, so I said, well, I can do that, you know, I'm going to pop this, and then I have problems getting everything to it, I finally get to it, and it's like, this is just... It's just, I haven't got, haven't got time to fix it, you know, so I've got a, got, a, got a garbage bag, you know, over the window so it doesn't rain in on it and everything. And then, you know, building this house, trying to finish it and all that kind of stuff, you know, and, and uh, so I've got to have the trooper tomorrow, you know, so I get up there and, and God, I've got to get this fixed. You've got to help me, God. Y'all, y'all don't pray that kind of stuff? 
Don't pray, God, you got to help me. Now, I'm talking about, I just need the trooper because I need to pull my trailer. You know, I need the four-wheel drive to pull my trailer to go get some stuff and haul some stuff away and everything. you got to help me, God. So I get up there and I hit, well, I, you know, you know, I, I'm thinking, God, the way you could help me is I just try to plug that in one more time and it worked, right? <laughs> you know, God didn't do it that way, you know. I, I still had to take the whole thing apart. I still had, okay, now I was able to get the window up. Now I'm sitting there, you know, and now you got you got to prop it with something. You can't just lift it up. You get to let it go. It's going to go right back down. So I got to figure out what, what did it work. And I remembered, I remember one time some guys saying, you know, you know what, if you just take a two before and prop it up under, because I had another, this happened to a, a, a window another time for me. They said, just prop it up. If you don't need the window anymore, just prop it. And I, thought, I don't really, you know, don't really need anybody to roll this window down or whatever, you know. So I thought, I, I'll just, I just need a two before, two before. And where can I find a two before? Well, I've got plenty of two befores down at the house, you know, none of them the right size, but I could go cut one. And I'm thinking, God, I got, I got to get this done. You got to help me or whatever. I go around to the back of the trooper and say, Who carries a two before around to the back of their trooper? You know, and I go around back there and I say, I got to find something in here. And I reach in and get there is an 18 inch long two before in the back of my trooper. You know, I picked that thing up, and those of you who know anything about cars know that was probably just about the right size. It was exactly the right size. I carry that around, raise that window back up, stick it in there, wedge it in really, really, really good, you know, and I'm like, yes, God, amen, praise God for that. Who carries an 18-inch tube before? Well, Pastor, you obviously do, right? Yeah, but I, I'm sure, you know, I don't believe God put the t- maybe he did because, but I, maybe I put it there and he just knew I needed it. I don't know when that two before got in there, but okay, yeah, Pastor, you kind of sound a little, a little crazy or whatever. You believe, you believe God is interested in that little stuff? Let me tell you something. I don't believe God is interested in the little stuff in my life. I believe God is interested in every part of my life. Whether it's big or whether it's small or mundane, I believe God is interested in all of it because this is not a crapshoot. This is not random. This is not chaos. God, the Word of God says in Genesis 1, He set the lights. He didn't, and I've I've even said it, you know, that He flung them out, but He set them. He set the lights where they should be in the sky and in the the firmament. He set them. God's not saying, ah, y'all go figure it out. That's not my God. My God is concerned about, he's concerned about me having access to, he, no, he, didn't fix the, he didn't fix the motor, but he's concerned about me being able to use my trooper the next day. Yeah, that, that's the God that I serve. I, I, got, I got one more right here, okay? Um, Ollie, how about sending me somebody? All right, awesome. Come on, yeah, I think you'll be good at this. Because I, I know what's inside here. It's not anything embarrassing like the hula hoop. Okay. All right. You want to go ahead and open it? Have you gotten a Christmas gift yet this year? Okay. Awesome. We get to give you the first Christmas gift this year. Do you know what this is? Play-Doh. Play-Doh. Anybody ever seen Play-Doh? Can you show us how to, how, what Play-Doh is? You want to help you? I'm sorry. Can I help you open your present? Come on, dig into it, dig into it. We need some six-year-olds here right now, don't we? All right, can you show us what you're supposed to do with this? Go ahead. All right, did anyone know that Plato was, anybody know why why Plato was actually invented in the first place? What was invented to be? Wallpaper cleaner. So if your 
Wallpaper's dirty? Take some Play-Doh home, okay? Show us what you do with this, okay? But in the, that was in the 1930s. But in the 1950s, somebody figured it out, and they started marketing it to schools and to, and to kids. And as they say, the rest is history, right? And so, uh, and so now, you know, all kids, you know, know what to make. I wish we had a camera zoom in, put you up there so we can really see what you're doing. Okay, so what are you doing? You mold it, you play with it. You mold it, you play with it? Okay. You make a ball. You can make a ball with it. Snowman. A snowman, yeah. Because that'd, that'd be three balls, right? Yeah. So, so okay, there you go. That's good. I was thinking, you know, what can you make in a hurry? There you go. Because you want to help us get the service out on time, right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to make a liar out of the magic eight ball. <laughs> okay, so, so you can make balls. You can make snowman. What are the rules? What can you make and what can you not make? There's no rules. So what can you make? Anything you want. Hmm, make anything you want. Thank you. That was perfect, okay? You can take your Play-Doh home with you to, you know, thank, thank you, Gamora. I really appreciate you coming up and, sh and showing us, showing us. All right. Thank you. Yeah. No, that's yours. Take it. All right. So, yeah, give her a hand. She did a good job. course all she had to beat was I'm sorry I'm doing this again all she had to beat was Andrew who uh, with a hula hoop right um, so there's just an example you know an example of relativism making the world whatever you want you know what she say she said the, she said the words I was wanting her to say when I said what are the rules there are no rules so what can you make whatever you want and that's the way the world looks at things we can make it whatever we want. We can pick and choose and choose we want the world to be this. We want right to be this, wrong to be this. We want good to be, bad to be. We want up, down. We choose. We make it up, right? Okay, back to those wise men. And I really liked that it was wise men. It wasn't a bunch of fools that, you know, did this, right? Because we're going to listen because it's wise men. Matthew chapter 2, this is 9 leading into verse 11 we've already read. And so they're looking for Jesus. They're following the star. And the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. They kept watching it. It took them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them, and it stopped over the place where the child was. I don't know how God did this exactly. But there was some way that they were seeing this star that was guiding them exactly. And it led them right to the place where Jesus was. And when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary. And they bowed down and worshipped him. They saw this star, and, and this star that, you know, we've seen a bunch of stars, and they realized, as we were just saying, they realized there's something special about this star. There's something. They had to dig into those manuscripts from what we call the Old Testament, and they figured out the king of the Jews has been born. Well, how in the world they figured that, all that out when nobody else, even the people in Israel couldn't figure that out. And they came, and they found him. When they found him, when they found him, and they bowed down, and they worshiped him that they couldn't say, well, no, I think this is what it's going to be. They, they, did, they didn't choose and say, I believe this is what this star is going to be. I believe, oh, wait a minute, this can't be him. This, this family has no money. This family has no royal bloodline that we know of. This can't be him. But instead of saying that, it's said, no, God's in charge. He has brought us to this place. I mean, when they walked in, there were, there, was, there were no servants that were there, and they could say, oh, yes, this is him. The only thing was God had led them there. And they saw, they saw 
this whole experience as God has brought me to this point for me to understand and see what he wants me to see. God is in charge of this. God is in charge. And, and these were, like I said, not fools, not buffoons. These were wise men. They spent their lives digging in to try and figure it out. And they said, God has brought us to this. You see, the world gives us a lot of false ways to see things. The world gives us a lot of false ways to see the world. I, I mean, you know, relativism. Picking and choosing what we want to believe and what we don't want to believe. But Jesus coming gave us the gift to see the purpose in creation and our place within it. I wanted to read that so you get it. It's, think about this. He created with purpose. This world was created with purpose. And you're in it. So you were created with purpose. And you have purpose within it not inside this little sphere but within this big old creation that God that that God has created you have purpose you have purpose now, what what does that what does that really mean for me let me tell you what it meant for the for these wise men they found a king to worship okay no you know I didn't get shouted down as we used to say everybody didn't say oh yes hallelujah amen they found a king that don't sound real exciting does it they found a king to worship. But no, nobody else knew to worship the king. They found the king to worship. And there is no doubt, I don't think there's anyone in this room that would doubt that their entire purpose of life was what happened in these verses that we've read today. To find this king. To worship this king. To leave behind the legacy of, a, of some wise men who came and said, this is the king, the son of God. This was the thing. I mean, songs have been written about these guys, right? You know, story, people have even written stories trying to imagine what all happened in their life. I mean, these guys, this, this whole thing, this whole story that happened, this was their purpose. So finding that king to worship, it was, it was the thing. It was kind of, take me home, mic drop time. I'm done, you know. I found the king. I found the king, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. As we sang that first song, we, I think it was the first one we sang today, you know, that I am a, I'm a child of God. Man, what an amazing thing that is to, to say I'm a child of God. I'm a child of this king. It's an amazing thing to find the king to worship. And, and, and many of you have found him. Amen? You found him. You've been listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a prayer need, our prayer team and staff would love to pray with you. You can send us your prayer request by using the email address prayer at church2911.com. If you would like to know more about our church, including information about our weekly services, please check out church2911.com. Thank you for listening. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.